You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday day. After the Pelicans drop a kind of winnable game to the Houston Rockets at home, 122-116. Yes, another loss for New Orleans. A disappointing one, too. But I'm oddly encouraged by this one. We're going to spend the whole show talking about this game. Where does the team go from here? What did I see in this? Why am I oddly optimistic given this loss? And they're starting to mount up over the first 10 games of the year. And you had a bad Drew Holiday game. But I feel good. Oddly good. And maybe that's just... We're beaten down for so long, you can't really look anywhere but up. But we'll dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So it was a 122-116 loss for your New Orleans Pelicans at home after getting just their second win of the year, their first road victory of the year against the Charlotte Hornets on Saturday. Coming back, seeming like maybe they could do something against the Houston Rockets, a team they played pretty well early on in the year, a game on the road that was very, very close. Well, we got some bad news right before tip-off. Brandon Ingram for the Pelicans ruled out of this one, saying that apparently his knee swelled up or something after the shoot-around this morning. He sat down, seemed to tighten up, tried to give it a go in the game tonight, warmed up, went into the locker room, came back out, and the Pelicans said no. It sounds like, according to Jen Hale on the broadcast, that it's just precautionary, but he is getting an MRI today. Just never a good thing when the Pelicans have to have someone get an MRI and it's just you got to wonder a little bit about what's going on. We'll probably have to have a discussion about the medical staff and the training staff upcoming in the next few weeks. But I want to focus on this game again, a winnable game for New Orleans, 122-116. A lot to like, a whole lot of lot to like as well in this one. But overall, I'm oddly encouraged. I thought this was a winnable game for New Orleans. They did a lot of things you want to see from this. There were some lineup changes that worked. The defensive changes really worked. And despite giving up 122, it's pretty good against the Houston Rockets. They did just enough but had some subpar performances from a number of key guys, Drew Holiday especially included, despite some good counting stats in this one, and just couldn't get it done. But it shows that if everything comes together, the rebounding, the defense, the scoring, Drew Holiday scoring over 20 points, well then you can probably win a whole bunch of games and maybe even survive an injury or two. This game shouldn't have been this close without Brandon Ingram and his 27 points per game in the lineup for New Orleans. And they kept it really close. Never quite able to get over the hump, but certainly able to stay in the game and at least make Houston sweat this one out a little bit more. So let's look at the numbers in the box score and we'll dive into the offense and defense in the next couple of segments. Josh Hart getting the start for this one with Brandon Ingram ruled out. Your backcourt was Drew Holiday, J.J. Redick, Josh Hart, Kenrich Williams, and Derek Favors. Kenrich Williams, we could probably spend an entire show talking about what he's brought to the team this year. Finished with eight points on the night, 11 rebounds, 
including three offensive, two of seven from deep, but taking those shots and at least trying to keep the defense honest. Uh, uh, One turnover for him alongside two assists. He was key for New Orleans and just being a steadying hand all game, making those Kenny Hustle plays that help you win ball games. They need to keep him in the starting lineup, keep him at the power forward spot up front until Zion Williamson comes back. The no turnovers for few turnovers for him was very key because New Orleans put up eight in the first period in this one, led by Drew Holiday, who I think had four or five. He finished with 18 points on the night, 11 assists, nine rebounds. The numbers there look good, but he was six of 21 from uh, from the field. That's under 29%. 0 for 7 from deep, did get to the line 8 times, hit 6 of them, but also finished with 6 turnovers and really put this team in a bit of a hole to start the first quarter. They were down 7 after that due to his subpar play. And they need more from him. This is the guy who's the MVP candidate, the guy they've advertised. It's his team. It hasn't been his team. It's been Brandon Ingram's team. But in this game, when it could have been his team, he really didn't step up and take charge like we needed to see from him. Disappointing start to the year. Seems very much like he's in his own head. He's missing open men on the pick and roll. He seems very unsure whether he should shoot or pass. Going back to kind of some of the issues he's had when he is the primary ball handler, at least to start games, he closes games that way. But I think that adds to some of the indecisiveness, not what you want to see out of him. It's just got to be better. Kind of that simple. There were times he did push the tempo well, running after a miss by the Houston Rockets, and they missed a lot in this game. And it helped New Orleans exceed their season average for fast break points per game, putting up 26 in that. But they just need more from him. It's that simple. It's a mental thing. It really seems like with him. And it's disappointing because you got a great game from his backcourt mate and JJ Redick in this one. 24 points on the night from him. 7 of 15 from deep. Just the 14th New Orleans player ever to hit 7 threes in a game. Was 3 for 3 from the line. He was key. Couple of key passes too. Finished with 3 assists on the night. Didn't turn the ball over like he did against the Charlotte Hornets either. He was awesome in this one. Finding ways to get open a quick trigger just kind of giving you whatever it is that you needed in this game. Josh Hart was also fantastic for the Pelicans in this one. He picked up a bit of an injury uh, right before halftime, went to the locker room a little bit early, apparently got an x-ray on his knee, came back negative. He was out there to start the third quarter. That grit, that toughness, exactly what this team needed. 19 points on the night for him. Him, 5 of 8 from the field, 4 of 6 from deep, 5 of 8 from the line. Finished with 4 rebounds, 4 assists as well. 3 turnovers, 2 steals. He was good. Again, he and Kenrich Williams out there just making those hustle plays. Every team wants a guy like him. Every team wants a guy like Kenrich Williams. Josh Hart is the better offensive version of Kenrich Williams, I think, and he was fantastic, giving you just exactly what you need. Again, these are all really positive things. His three-point shooting was needed. The three-point shooting from Kenrich was needed, but the three-point shooting faded in this one. They were hot from the first half in the game, but really struggled in the second half, with the Pelicans basically going ice cold and relied on that maybe more so than than they should have. They eventually got to the line as a team 27 times, hitting 20 of them. Not amazing, not bad though, but falling in love with that three-point shot and sometimes just settling for it really doomed this team offensively, even as Drew Holiday got going a little bit late in this game after that sluggish start. This is 
curious and something that maybe the coaching staff could have tried to intervene on. Again, it's kind of tough to judge all of that. Um, Alvin Gentry also had a boneheaded play where a ball that was clearly going out of bounds would have still stayed with New Orleans, was touched by Alvin Gentry, resulted in a technical foul. Um, leading to Houston getting one point, but New Orleans retained possession. I'm not really sure what happened on all of that one. Um, but it was very odd and kind of rem- uh, reminiscent of the play, uh, the the phantom timeout call that he did against the Suns last year. Besides the point, so the three-point shooting goes cold. The Pelicans were in the bonus, and they were still trying to rip those three-pointers early on in the shot clock when maybe that's when you need to slow the game down a little bit and really try and work the ball inside because you had a guy coming off the bench in Jalil Okafor who was a healthy scratch on Sunday against the Charlotte or on Saturday against the Charlotte Hornets who put up 14 points on the night and was 5 of 7 shooting, really working well in inside also grabbing you five rebounds seemed like they should have done a little bit more of that at the end of the game in the second half instead of shooting some of those threes but there's still positives there's still some negatives too I want to look at the defense look at some of the negatives which really wasn't the defense in my opinion in this one we'll do that in more coming up in just a moment before we do that, today's show brought to you by Audible. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment, including Audible Originals. Audible Originals are stories created exclusively for audio, including documentaries, exclusive audiobooks, and scripted shows that you can't hear anywhere else. Audible keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. You'll finish more stories when you listen with Audible and always be part of the conversation. These things can be like social currency at times. You want to know what's going on. You want to know what people are talking about. Catch up with everything with Audible. And with the convenient Audible app, you can listen anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Mobile, Alexa-enabled, Bluetooth, and more. Listen at the gym, while shopping, in the car, while traveling, or anytime you can't read, you can listen with Audible. Audible and Audible members get more than ever before. Every month, you choose one audiobook regardless of price, as well as two Audible originals from a fresh selection. Members stay motivated and inspired with unlimited access to exclusive guided fitness and meditation programs, and you can sign up for free updates from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the app. Audible members can easily exchange any title they don't love at any time, and members keep their library of listens forever, even if you cancel. So start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash locked on NBA. That's audible.com slash locked on NBA or text locked on equal NBA to 500-500. And if you want a record recommendation on this one basketball a love story by jackie mcmullen is up there it is awesome basically an oral history of the game we all love that we talk about here on the podcast you definitely want to give that one a listen so again go to audible.com slash locked on nba to activate your 30-day audible trial so continuing on looking at the game from last night, the Houston Rockets 122-116 win over the New Orleans Pelicans. Derek Favors really showed up in this one, and the numbers are kind of almost pedestrian. 13 points, 
12 rebounds for him, three assists, but just one turnover on the night. He was six of eight from the field. They don't jump out at you, but he was very good in this game. Being a role man, making the right pass, filling in on the dunker spot down low. Antonio Daniels really highlighted that with Jaleel Okafor, but Favors fills that role well. That spaces the court, kind of anchors and makes the defender down low a big, merely make a choice. Favors is good at kind of all of that stuff. But of those 12 rebounds, five were offensive, giving New Orleans some second chance points, something that they don't get a ton of all the time. And he was able to help finish out some possessions just by being in the right spot, the right time. New Orleans had 18 second chance points on the night on this one compared to just 11 for the Houston Rockets. It's very good. Another thing that really jumped out at me and why I'm kind of optimistic about this team is the defense. Overall, I liked what I saw from this team. I know it's not going to seem that way, giving up uh, you know, 122 points, but overall, I thought New Orleans had a very good game plan and kind of went out and executed it pretty well. And that was, don't do your normal trapping with a big up top and try and force James Harden to make a decision. Clamp down on shooters on the perimeter and let him try and beat you by driving and don't let him get open three-point looks. Force the ball into other guys' hands and you're comfortable if they take those shots and don't hit them. And this was kind of what happened. Russell Westbrook went one of eight from deep. He's a career, like, under 30% shooter from deep. I forget what his numbers are. He's not shooting above 30%, I think, this year. He's taken eight threes. That's good for New Orleans. He finished with 26 points on the night, but it took him 21 shot attempts. That's the type of inefficient, along with six turnovers, uh, inefficient night from Russell Westbrook that you want to see. And New Orleans forced him into that by the defensive strategy that they did. Less switching, more man-to-man, and just kind of not letting uh, certain guys beat them. James Harden's a different story. It's pretty tough to kind of clamp down on him and do what he does. But 39 points on the night is not what you want to give up. 25 shot attempts, but he was 3 of 11 from deep. Got to the line more than you'd like, but still under his season average just 14 times. Overall, this was a good game. If you can kind of limit the the damage that Russell Westbrook can do, James Harden's going to do his thing. As Alvin Gentry says, that dude is a professional scorer. You can have a chance in this one, and they did. And getting the ball to those other guys, making them take the shots, is exactly what you want. And they did. P.J. Tucker was 3 of 8 in this game. Eric Gordon was 6 of 11, 4 of 7 from deep. That's not great. But you want those guys taking all of those shots and you limit the damage that the stars can do. I thought they did that. At times, Drew Holiday had some excellent defense on Harden. Again, professional score. You're not going to shut him down every single time. And it worked. And they were in this game. And that's what's really encouraging to me about a number of the things here. And if you can stay in a game like this, if you get some better play from some of these other guys, you're going to be able to win. And watching this one, you could really feel it. If New Orleans got a decent-er game from Drew Holiday, they win. If Brandon Ingram's in, they probably win. If Zion's in, they probably win. I'm not, I don't know about Lonzo Ball. We don't need to go there. But if you don't have you know, a poor shooting game from Frank Jackson, one of eight, you can probably win. Everyone is kind of contributing to this feeling that, yes, they're moving in the right direction. They were competitive in this one. Would have been really easy for them just to kind of roll over and quit the second it was announced that Brandon Ingram was out. And they didn't. And you've got to like that from this team. And it's encouraging. The defensive strategy worked. 
They shot poorly in the second half, but they shot hot from the, in the first half. Houston had a bit of an off night too, so you got to kind of factor that in. They shot under 30%. They turned the ball over 19 times. All those played a factor. But New Orleans was right in this one. And I like that, despite all the things that went wrong with this team in last night's game. So we'll keep looking at this game, including one moment from Nikhil Alexander-Walker, which really stood out to me. But again, today's show brought to you by Audible. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash locked on NBA. So again, I'm encouraged from this loss. And I know a lot of people look at this and just go, okay, well, it's a steamy pile of shit out there. What is there to kind of be positive about? Again, you could have won this game. It's not like Houston played poorly. James Harden put up 39. Uh, Russell Westbrook put over 26, though I think that's still a little bit by design in the defense that they were running. But the defense very much improved in this one. Drew Holiday was subpar in this one. The team shot horrifically bad in the second half. I just was able to get the second half numbers. Those are, as I get them, they were 2 of 26 from deep in the second half. You're not going to win very many games when you do it. The fact that you only lose by 6 in this one without Brandon Ingram, without a guy like Jackson Hayes, who uh, more injury stuff, hurt his ribs on a play and basically didn't play at all in the second half, despite some injuries to key guys, it's encouraging. Houston 7-3. and three. You played them close in both games despite being shorthanded. Of course you don't have the horses to get you over the finish line, but you got really close, and that's way better than losing by 17. And that's why I'm oddly optimistic. If this team puts it all together, they're going to beat some very good teams in this league. Might be a little too late at 2-8 and eight to get back into playoff contention, but you know what? That's okay. The future still looks better than it did, say, a year ago. So looking at a guy like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who had a rough stretch out there for the most part. He wasn't great in this game, uh, but there were moments where he looked really good. He was one of four from the field, uh, finishing with just two points on the night, and he could not guard James Harden to save his life. But that one bucket he had did not look like a rookie dancing through the lane, getting the ball up there and getting a shot off that he wouldn't have been able to do maybe to start the year and just seemed to have a little bit more confidence in his game, in his play. I was really, really happy to see that. You had a pretty good game from each one more in this one too. 14 points on the night. 6 of 14 from the field is not great. 1 of 5 from 3 isn't good. But came up with a couple of key plays, but also still some really, really boneheaded plays and some really bad defense. He's likely not going to be in the rotation even when you get guys like Lonzo Ball back, when you get Zion back and you can shift guys around to the guard spots a little bit more. Maybe you don't have Josh Hart playing that small forward position. All of this bodes well. And just the fact that the defense was better, I think, is kind of the biggest thing to me, more so than anything else. But I feel, I don't know, encouraged from this, even though, you know, I understand why a lot of people won't. Uh, But overall... I'm happy. Could have been a whole lot worse. Come on. What did you think the end result was going to be after that game, uh, after it was announced that uh, Brandon Ingram wasn't going to be playing? And if this team puts it all together, they're going to win. As for Drew Holiday, okay, that's a big question of what he's going to do. Can he get the scoring going? Can his shooting really get better? But we all know what he's capable of. If he keeps this up, you know, for another 10 games, then I'm really going to start to worry 
I just think he's earned a bit of the benefit of the doubt right now. And yes, you really want to see more from him. And I'm sure he wants to see more from himself. I don't think it's a leadership thing as much as just an in-your-head kind of thing. We'll see, though. I'm oddly optimistic, not just because I should be or anything. I just actually feel encouraged watching that team play. There was a lot to like in the game last night. There weren't those offensive rebounding issues, though Houston isn't a great offensive rebounding team, though Clint Capella can certainly go up there and do some damage. You know, after a rough first quarter in terms of turnovers, they really tightened it up in the second quarter, and the second quarter has been their boogeyman all season long. And they played Houston close in this one. I think that says something that they made the right type of adjustments and actually won that quarter 29 to 28. It's not been the case. They were averaging giving up 35 points that quarter. Only 28 is actually a big improvement while also winning it and clawing a point back in a contest. These things are encouraging to me and seeing some signs of growth. Also, J.J. Redick is a damn sharpshooter. They're finding great ways to keep him open. And I actually overall believe in the Pelicans three-point shooting. So it's not the result we would have liked, but you can see the growth and the process really playing out before our eyes. And that's one of the big reasons why I'm optimistic going forward. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully you're as optimistic as I am. Hopefully I helped you out with that maybe a little bit here on a Tuesday where it's getting cold in New Orleans. So again, thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow. 